Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, has Aaron Rodgers been traded to the Denver Broncos yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Because I mean, it definitely seems like it's going caught, to happen. You caught me off guard. <laughs> Just a little inside baseball, you guys. Ian and I always kind of decide who's going to like lead us off. And I usually kind of know what's coming. I, I didn't know we were going back to the question if something had happened. And so I, I'm sorry. I apologize that I wasn't ready. <laughs> but keep by, by all means, keep going. Well, the, the thing of it is, is that each day another report comes out that shows this isn't just a remote possibility. This is something that could legitimately happen. And the most recent report came from Diana Rossini from ESPN. And this was early Tuesday morning. And she was on uh, Mike Greenberg's show. I think uh, that is the, get up is what it's called. Get up. She said, and you can view it on Twitter or I link to it in my playcolorado.com story about the odds adjusting. And we'll get into that. But she said, the Denver Broncos continue to be the team I hear that are going to be the most interested in Aaron Rodgers and are going to put the most in front of the Green Bay Packers. 
to try to make this trade go down. If that doesn't get you excited even more so than what happened on Thursday about an hour before the draft when pure pandemonium started, this should get you even more excited. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. You bring up the pandemonium of, of an hour before the draft on Thursday night and, uh, and you look back on it now and we'll, we'll kind of go into it a little bit later. And then you just sort of follow what's been happening ever since then. I, I don't get the sense that anything has actually changed from the Aaron Rodgers perspective. And, and that's the thing that I think drives this the most is that the Packers didn't go out and do anything in the draft that made you think, oh, well, they're trying to make amends. They're going to try and make this better. They still didn't draft any weapons for Aaron Rodgers. They still didn't go out and do anything that he wanted them to do. And, and I think that's the sort of the main focus there. When you look at what Aaron Rodgers wanted, he wanted weapons. He wanted them to draft with him in mind. And the, the point that I think needs to be made here about Aaron Rodgers and his desire to leave and potentially go to Denver. And I saw this, I'm going to shout out a, a, a guy on Twitter, L the deal. Uh, Larry is, is a guy who I, I think he's a lock guy personally, but he, he's a good follow. He's a funny guy. And he made mention of uh, I, another sort of theory about, uh, you know, Drew Locke getting his tight end, right? Having the, the Broncos drafted his tight end from Missouri just because he likes him and how that shows Aaron Rodgers that, hey, the Broncos will draft guys for you. But I don't even think you need to go to that, you know, sort of extreme conspiracy theory. Aaron Rodgers, all he has to do is look at what the Broncos did for Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning came to Denver, everything changed. And when I say everything, I mean everything offensively changed and it was okay what do you want to do Peyton that's what we're going to do and I know Peyton Manning is sort of his own animal when it comes to running an offense and you kind of have to do what Peyton Manning wants to do because he's Peyton freaking Manning but that example of here's the keys to the franchise we're going to do everything we can to make you make you successful that goes all the way back to John Elway I mean Elway got Dan Reeves fired and got Mike Shanahan hired let, let, just just to sort of throw that out there, the, the Denver Broncos will go out of their way to make the quarterback happy, even when it's a quarterback that only has a few starts under his belt, a la your friend uh, Drew Locke there. So it's not like it's that far-fetched to, to think that Aaron Rodgers would notice that. He, of course he would notice that. Of course he would notice that Peyton Manning got the keys to the castle. He, of course he would notice that Drew Locke is getting everything that he wants in the draft. I mean, you're telling me that the Broncos drafting Jerry Judy, knowing that they needed weapons for their quarterback, didn't make Aaron Rodgers go, I'm Aaron Rodgers, you couldn't draft a quarterback in the first round? Of course he wants to come to Denver. Of course he does. Uh, and as I talk about it, as we go through it, as we you know get into all this, I'm getting more and more excited. And you know me, I'm negative. I never think anything right. good is going to – I'm never disappointed because I never think anything good is going to happen. I, I, I can't help myself right now. I honestly think that this is a huge possibility, a huge possibility. I, I may, I, maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment, but like you said, with the odds and everything shifting and adjusting, I'm feeling pretty good about it. For those who haven't seen it and aren't familiar with sports betting odds, 
an hour before the draft, you don't need a reminder. It was pure pandemonium. But one thing happened that is very interesting. The sports books started to adjust their odds. At one point, the Broncos were at plus 6,000 to win the Super Bowl. That's basically 600 to one. What that means is it shifted to plus 3,100. And then at one point at FanDuel, for example, it shifted to as high or low as plus 1,700. Just from a rumor. If the trade goes down, those odds are going to get even better. Because pro football focus before the draft, Tim Lynch wrote about it at milehighreport.com. They gave the Broncos the sixth best roster in the National Football League. That's a quarterback away. You add Aaron Rodgers to this current alliteration of the Denver Broncos, they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I would actually say a better favorite and a better team than the Chiefs. That's a big statement to make, especially with the fact that the Chiefs have gone to -to back-to-back Super Bowls and they're rocking Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And, but I I actually, I think I'm with you on that. I I think talent wise pound for pound, they're better on defense. Uh, I I think they've got weapons that are comparable, if not a little bit better in certain areas. And if, if you're a, a quarterback looking to find a team that can make, make your path easier, the Denver Broncos are that team. If, I, if I'm a quarterback who's probably on my last contract, right? That's not a bad place to go. That's not a bad place to insert yourself, especially if you're a quarterback whose legacy is essentially solidified. But now, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you look at that Denver Broncos team and you go, I could go to Denver and I could go to and possibly win a few Super Bowls. And then when I leave the league, I'm now I'm not just mentioned as one of the greatest of my era, but you have to talk about me in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. And I think at this point in his career, while Aaron Rodgers is what I think is a hall of famer, he absolutely is. I don't place him as high up as a John Elway or a Joe Montana or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And I, you know, at a certain point you're starting to get into the stratosphere of quarterbacks. That's, that's probably your top four, in my opinion, your top four quarterbacks in the history of the NFL Brady, Manning, Elway, and Montana. You can put them in whichever order you want. I don't care. You know where I put Elway. He's at the top. Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver, wins a couple Super Bowls, goes to a couple Super Bowls, maybe wins one. Now you get to talk about Aaron Rodgers as the, as the fifth guy on that list, perhaps. And I, I know if you're a Johnny Unitas guy like my dad is, you're going, well, what about Johnny Unitas? I, you know, different, different uh, eras are going to create different players. I get all that, right? Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver, does what Peyton Manning did in Denver. Maybe he even tops it because he's got that good of a roster. I I don't know how you leave him out of the conversation. And I don't know how Aaron Rodgers doesn't realize that. And and again, I'll say, I think he does. Aaron Rodgers is smart. Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that is, is cold and calculating and he knows what he wants and he goes and he gets it. And the problem is he's been in Green Bay and they don't care what he wants, which just blows me away. How do you run a franchise and not care about what Aaron Rodgers, your Hall of Fame quarterback, wants? I, I don't get that. It, well, it harkens back to what they did with Brett Favre when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. This is pretty much the same organization at the top. Mike Murphy is the new CEO of, of the Packers, but 
he still basically runs his ship like the previous group at the top. That included Andrew Brandt, who is a great follow. He gives a lot of great insight into how the business of the NFL operates. So definitely check him out. But this is the same stuff that they did with Brett Favre, trying to get that bridge from an aging, older Brett Favre and trying to set it up with Aaron Rodgers. This is the exact same play, and Aaron Rodgers knows it. He was in Jordan Love's uh, spot. He wants no part of that. He wants to have the control. He wants to be able to have a direct say in when his time is over because it's his career, and he has done a lot for the Green Bay Packers. So this is all about control, and he wants the control. And in terms of Denver, sports and life are intertwined. They're one and the same. A lot of people will say this. Remember that his fiance lives in Boulder, Shailene Woodley, an actress. He was at the Kentucky Derby with her on Saturday. She lives in Boulder. So we touched on this on the Instant Reactions podcast. They may not be married yet, but it still holds true, regardless if you're a multi-million dollar first ballot Hall of Famer, happy fiance, happy wife, happy life. If she wants to live in Colorado, Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason I live in Illinois, right? I mean, that's when you think about it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not here because of the the sunny weather or the skiing in the wintertime because that doesn't exist. Uh, it, it, exactly, and and it is, it is going to be a long month for Bronco fans, right? Broncos country is going to ride this roller coaster, but QB drama in Denver, I'm I'm all for it. Like, I'm actually kind of excited and giddy just to have this month of constantly watching and paying attention and hoping to see you know the news finally flash across the screen and it might end up looking a lot like the pursuit of Peyton Manning I know that was different because it was a free agent contract and it was a recruitment more than anything else but this kind of drama is just the same right you're going to get a similar sort of Aaron Rodgers has been spotted in this place and the Packers are talking to this guy and you're going to see a lot of that and that's going to make it fun. And that's why we're here. We're here because we want to have fun. And it's been tough for us as fans of the Broncos over the course of the last few seasons because it hasn't been that much fun. This will make it fun. This will make it exciting for at least the next month. And then after that, we're either going to be elated and bouncing off the walls with excitement and making sure everybody knows that our team's going to win the Super Bowl or we're going to be dejected for a little while and then we'll rally and, and support whoever it is that ends up being the starter. But my goodness, it is going to be a fun little roller coaster ride. I, I got to make mention of something that just came across and I know you're going to shake your head at it too. Uh, Taylor uh, Koth of, uh, of mile high report shared um, the news that just broke that Juwan James has suffered a, an injury. It's an Achilles injury. If I'm not mistaken, I think I read that right. And he's out for the season. Out for the season. Are um, you kidding me? He couldn't have done that a week ago? <laughs> the tackle bros are going to be out in full force. It's going to be insane. That is uh, – let's just – let's start here. That's too bad for Juwan James. I feel bad yes. uh, for Absolutely. him. 
he he opted out last year because of health concerns with COVID. Uh, and we talked about that and how uh, that is something that was his right to do. And it made sense to us. He, uh, he clearly uh, made a decision based on the health of his family. Uh, he also suffered uh, injuries the year before and wasn't really on the field. And so the hope was that he was going to be rested and healthy, maybe in the best shape of his life because he would have had the opportunity to not get banged around last year. And now something like this, which it, it's just, it's bad luck for him and it's bad luck for the Broncos. And and it sucks. It's it's too bad for him. And, and now they're going to have to scramble a little bit because had they had this happened a week ago, the strategy in the draft would have shifted. I'm sure Uh, maybe not with the first pick that they made. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, but definitely with the rest of the picks down the line. And the thing that's interesting is that since Juwan James was working off site, this is where this injury occurred. As Adam Schefter said, the upcoming season is now in jeopardy being that Denver is no longer obligated to pay him for working out off site. So they may not have to pay the $10 million salary for this upcoming season because he was working off-site. But it also brings forth, what do they do to replace him? Some potential names that Joel Rolls tweeted out, who's with Mile High Report. DeMar Dotson, Dennis Kelly, Cameron Fleming, Marshall Newhouse, Ricky Wagner. One name he didn't include, if the health medical, if the medicals check out, is Mitchell Schwartz. And those who have listened to this podcast know that's who I wanted before they even got started with this sieve at right tackle for the last five years. It's actually kind of funny to listen to. (laughs) Not to, not to, you know, put salt in the wound or anything, but it has been, uh, it has been one of your major sticking points that and Ryan Pace. I I mean, you know, and, and if those go away, what will, what will we get used to get you riled up if we can no longer use Ryan Pace and Mitchell Schwartz? I just don't, I don't know where we're going to go with that. Uh, can, can I just say, I do hope the Broncos will work something out with him as far as salary. I understand that maybe this won't be a popular take, but uh, he wasn't working out offsite to uh, my, my guess is to, to be sneaky or underhanded. It was just to get work in. And so I would hope that they would, maybe negotiate something with him rather than just say, we're not paying you at all. Uh, Cause it sounds like he was just trying to get ready for the season, which is what they're all doing. And that, that kind of injury, it's just, that's such a bummer for him. And I do, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. And, and it sucks for the Broncos because then they couldn't strategize accordingly when it came to the draft. And so I, I hope things will work out for everybody in that case. One name to potentially keep an eye on. And this is another name that Joe threw, threw out. Broncos could also try and talk Marcus Gilbert out of retirement, played for Mike Munchak when both were with the Steelers. So that's somebody who George Payton could potentially reach out to or have Mike Munchak do it. Yeah, he could just call, right? I mean, I'm sure he's not busy. He's not, wait, what is he doing? What is an offensive line coach doing right now? Probably nothing. Or watching film, if, if you know Mike Munchak, he probably is watching film and, and getting ready to – to coach him up, if you will. So I, I have no doubt that he would be willing to do that. It'll be interesting to see what they do. That'll be, that'll be one to pay attention to moving forward as well, because that's a, that it, it has been an issue for the Broncos since I, I can't, I mean, who was the last right tackle that you felt comfortable with in, in Broncos country? I can't even think of a name right now. Tony Jones. I was, say, was it Tony Jones? Are we going all the way back to Tony Jones? Cause that's Cause a I long, remember, that's a long I, time I, ago. I don't remember if Orlando Franklin played, tackle or guard 
So that's why I'm going all the way back to the mid late nineties. Right. And I know he couldn't play either one of those now because the dude is, is not even the same person anymore. If you've not looked he's at lost his, like five of himself, it's, it's like he, it feels like he's in different boxes somewhere and he, he could just go, you know, put himself back together and reassemble. That would be cool. He kudos to him. He's, he's lost a ton of weight and is probably a much healthier and happier person in retirement in that way. And so good for him as well, but we really could use somebody now. So, you know, somebody step up and, and help us out here. Cause that's, that's a bummer. I feel bad for Juwan James. All right. This is what I would do if I was George Payton. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. I'd reach out through Aaron Rodgers's people and say, or have Peyton Manning do it. Right. So you could do Peyton, just have the other Peyton and say, who do you want the Broncos to get at right tackle? Ooh. Yeah, it would have to be Peyton Manning would have to be the one who who reaches out there because yeah, if, there'd be tampering. If, yeah. And it's not the legal tampering period, which is still one of the dumbest terms in sports. Legal tampering. Tampering is just illegal. But if you make it legal, then it's not tampering. I don't understand. But that's another podcast. The one that I don't like, and this is going to go down a whole different rabbit hole, is controlling your own destiny. Yeah. You that's can't, just stupid. That's, that's an oxymoron. You can't you control something that is control destiny. destiny. Yeah, it's like, it's, what are we doing here? It's but like it's, it sounds fate. neat. Yeah, it sounds neat, right? Doesn't it sound like part of that is the way that it sounds. I control my own destiny. Not if it's destiny, dude, but I get it. I understand. I control my own life and what's going to happen to me moving forward. I get it, but it just doesn't sound as good. The only way you can good. control destiny is if it's an animal. <laughs> right. That. And, then, and we'll stop there. I'm going to stop there because I don't want that to turn into something that it shouldn't. And so we'll just move on. Uh, all right. We, do, we should probably recap the draft a little bit. I, I don't know that we need to go too in-depth, but when we recorded last, it was Thursday night, and there, there, there were some feelings there. There were some emotions there. Uh, I think rightfully so, even with the Rodgers news. In fact, I think that impacted the way that we took things and so maybe after a slight pause and a revisit, our attitude towards what happened in the draft, especially after day two and three, has adjusted or has shifted a little bit. And so uh, I think that's probably a good place to take this. And I think it's because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We were, just like most Broncos country, incredibly deflated that based on the reports, not just from Mark Schlereth, but Dave Logan, Benjamin Albright was tinkering it with uh, cheese emojis and now deleted tweets. It wasn't, it wasn't just Mark Schlereth who was doing this. It was a bunch of reporters from across the country. National. It was national. Yeah, it was national. So it was, it was still kind of deflating that it didn't happen. Like we were all told it would, but then you started to, to piece it together. And this has nothing to do with Patrick Sertan II. He is going to be a phenomenal cornerback. It was just about the fact that they didn't get their quarterback. And it was an instant reaction. And those who have listened to this show for any period of time know that both Adam and I are incredibly emotional. A little bit. Just a skosh. So now that we've had time to think about it, Javante Williams is going to be a stud for the Denver Broncos. I love I, the video that people keep sharing of him blowing up that guy. Just, it's like, Oh yeah, I like that. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that you add a, a three down back and it was Josina Anderson who tweeted this out before he was even taken. And let me 
bring it up. It's every time I read it, it's just incredible. This is Josina Anderson, NFL team source just now to me on North Carolina running back Javante Williams. He's the best running back in the draft. He has the ability to be a thousand yard rusher and receiver like Christian McCaffrey. He's as physical as Nick Chubb, as gifted as Alvin Kamara on third down, and as patient as Le'Veon Bell. He is the MF truth. I can't say MF because this is a family show, but I could say MF in truth. If that is at any point true and he holds up to that, oh my God. And you add Aaron Rodgers to this. <laughs> I was just say, and then, then throw Aaron Rodgers on top. Do that. Why not? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That was a great pick. I, I was really happy with that. The other pick, the the Browning pick to me, the the fact that we have been screaming for a linebacker for a long time, I thought that was another really good pick. And it, what was interesting about watching uh, Peyton work in this particular draft is he wasn't just sitting back and letting the draft come to him. And, and that is kind of what happened with the ninth pick. But again, I think we go back to the fact that there's some influence there, some outside influence that made them. And, and honestly, and here I'm going to say this, and this is my, this is what I believe. If the Aaron Rodgers news doesn't drop prior to the draft, I believe the Denver Broncos select Justin Fields. That's what I believe. I also believe that because of the Aaron Rodgers news, they adjusted their strategy accordingly, meaning this might work out, so let's go get Patrick Sertain instead, which I'm fine with in retrospect because they spent the rest of the draft filling out needs and grabbing guys that are going to be impact players in in ways that they might not have been able to do if they had Justin Fields. or Maybe they would have had a different strategy moving forward. I, I, I don't really know the ins and outs of all of that. But I do know that what they did with the rest of their draft and, and bringing in the belly of the beast, right? The, uh, is it the gut? Yeah. The gut Meniers, right? That's a, that's a great pick and, and maybe an even better pick now knowing that Juwan James is not going to be available this season. Not that he's a, a tackle proposition, but it just gives you some depth on the line. You're going to see this. I think you're going to see this draft class, be successful. And I wanted to make mention of something else as we were talking about this. We probably aren't going to do a draft grade here because that's just not what we do. But draft I do, grades are stupid. See, and then this is what I'm going to point out about that. I think it's hilarious that people would not want to do draft grades when there are people who spend entire seasons simply going through and grading prospects and going through and, and ranking prospects and whatnot. And you wouldn't want to take all of that information and then say, I think this team did really well, and I think this team is the Raiders, you wouldn't want to do that? Like, I feel like that that's something, not for us, right? I'm not a draft expert. That's why we have guys like Trevor and Cecil on, and it's why we, it's why we reach out to other people, because we know that from, from our side of things, that's not our perspective. But I do think it's funny that then you get people who are like, I hate the draft grades. And I understand people that don't like it because what could you possibly tell? Like, I I think Mace always talks about, well, if you want to talk about 2018, that was three years ago. We can talk about them because now we know what they've done. I get that. But I feel like draft grades to me are more about grading what the team did, not the players. Like when you start pointing at players and saying, this guy does it, how can you know? How No, you can't know. But you can know whether or not George Payton did a good job in this draft. And I think that we we can say that he did. And you can also know that the Raiders are going to Raider every year. And so I, I kind of like the idea of doing draft grades so we can make fun of the Raiders every year. 
that's the only way it makes sense to me because it's so black and white. It Everyone is. knows, even non-draft experts know the Raiders are horrible drafters. But to me, draft grades is like a, a, you as a teacher. It would be like giving students a grade before they take the test oh, because all the time. <laughs> you're, you're, you're asking them, well, did you study? And they say, yes, you give them an A. That's basically how I feel about draft grades. No, I, I get that. Take the test. I definitely understand that. My pers- I guess my perspective is if you're doing draft grades based on the player's ability and performance on the field, you're doing it wrong. The draft grade has to be a grade for the team's ma- – you're grading the team's management, right? You're grading whether or not George Payton did his due diligence and, and got the guys with the best value and, and those kinds of things. And then you can go back – three years later and actually grade the draft itself and say, well, the 2018 draft for the Denver Broncos was great because they got this guy, this guy, and this guy, and they did these, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But I like the idea of looking at a draft and going, this front office did a good job. This front office is the Raiders. And I'm going to pound that joke for as long as I can. Cause I think it's hilarious. It's just, it's like controlling destiny again. There we go. Because you're drafting, you're, you're grading something that has yet to happen. Yeah. But no, you're not. I think you're grading something that actually did happen. And if you're grading it by say by grading the players themselves and their performance, then you're doing some that 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 would be a, a scenario like but me my, telling a student, "Hey, you get an A because you studied." That's not what I'm grading. It's more like uh, an administrator coming into my classroom and observing me and grading my performance as the teacher, having no idea whether or not the kids did well on the test or not, but instead just recognized my ability to put together a lesson plan and then execute that lesson plan in the, in the classroom setting. And then you can come back after I give them the test and you can look at the test grades and go, Oh, you actually did do a good job on these things. That goes down a whole different rabbit hole. We did. We just went, I mean, Whoa. (laughs) I will say in terms of your, uh, your thoughts about the Broncos having the Aaron Rodgers rumors, knowing about that, as a way that they set up the rest of the draft that was kind of hinted at or blatantly said by Ian Rappaport on NFL network on Saturday, day three of the draft, where he said the Broncos are a possible destination for Aaron Rodgers If the Packers trade him, which they say they won't also Denver didn't take a QB on Thursday, not unrelated. No, so, absolutely. I, I, I mean, it, it affected it. It had to because you're ha- you have the ability to get Peyton Manning again. I mean, I, the, the fact that we're even talking about this for the Broncos are in consideration to have a third all-time great quarterback play for them. All these people who are wondering about what what it takes to get up or how they want to develop your own quarterback, you could legitimately get five years of Aaron Rodgers. He just won the MVP. He is going to come to a team that has better weapons and a better defense. That's why this could be a Tom Brady-esque situation that we just saw. That's a good comparison. I haven't seen anybody make that comparison, by the way. I mean, I've most of the comparisons, and I think because it's, Denver, right? It's the Broncos go straight to the Peyton Manning thing. But this really, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. This might be even more a la Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay 
and making that team better. Look at that roster and how good that roster was and, and still is. They brought everybody back. And you throw Jameis Winston out there and you get, you know, he's a 30-30 guy, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's not good. You throw Tom Brady out there, and once they got things going, once they got into the groove of things, they were clearly one of the best teams in the NFL. If a quarterback makes that much difference, and I believe that it does, then that's a really good comparison. What Tom Brady did for Tampa Bay is exactly what Aaron Rodgers can do for the Denver Broncos because talent-wise on offense, I, I think that there's a lot of similarities. And in fact, I think the Broncos might even be a little bit better talent-wise on offense. And I think the Broncos' defense is better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense. And that's the team that won the Super Bowl. That's the team that if you're going to look and make comparisons, that's the team that just beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's the team that you want to mimic. And the Broncos have already held the Chiefs to, what is it, 21 points? Is that the number? It was, it was around that number, yeah. If Aaron Rodgers comes in and scores 22, you win. And I guarantee he can put up 22 points on any defense in the NFL with that talent. And I, it's just the fact that we're even talking about this. And this is always the case. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And the fire has only started to get bigger since Thursday when that Rodgers pandemonium ensued. It's going to be fascinating to see how all of this plays out over the next month. And if they do end up with Rodgers, which I think they do, Think about this. We're going to have Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers two times a year. Minimum. Minimum. And Rich Eisen on Monday said that Aaron Rodgers is open to coming to Denver and he actually wants to play the Chiefs. He's not scared off by competing against Patrick Mahomes. As Rich Eisen said, he wants to make Patrick Mahomes a wild card each season. Yes, please. Yes, please. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.